Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Inquiries of Our Reality, do me a favor and drop me a review or rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, come join the Discord or Telegram groups for the show. If you haven't already, don't forget to follow me across social media to stay updated on the show. If you'd like to support the show, you can subscribe to my Patreon for just $5 a month, where you will receive early access to Inquiries of Our Reality big dumb inquiries, and bizarre encounters. You can also support the show by donating on Anchor or Ko-fi, which will help me upgrade equipment and hopefully eventually do this full-time so I can put out even more awesome content for you guys. If you guys want some t-shirts or other awesome merchandise for Inquiries of Our Reality, Big Dumb Inquiries, or Bizarre Encounters, stop by my Teespring store and get yourself something nice. If you're a creator or a listener, come check out Open Minds Media. We have an awesome community of great people who would love to meet you. From our featured creator podcast feed, to chat rooms, to even help questions, this is the place for you. For more information on the community, the podcast feed, and to stay updated on all the new things coming, check us out on social media, and all their links are available on our link tree. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered on the show, or you feel you can contribute to the show in any way, shape, or form, shoot me a message on social media, or feel free to email me at increaseofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the link tree link to be directed. Or remember, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality Podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. I appreciate all of you, and I couldn't be doing this without your support. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality 
one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of All Reality with Shane Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 66th episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today with me, I have Jonathan and Jacob from Cult of Conspiracy. How's it going, guys? Awesome, man. Wonderful, bro. Absolute privilege to be on your 66th episode. I was going to say, kind of ironic that it's Cult and 66. I like put those two together. I was like, damn, that's kind of a kind of a perfect number for that to work out with. Right, right. See, I took it as 66 books of the Bible, which I also think is on some other shit that we could definitely get into. But right. I'm just saying, it kind of works. You know, looking at it from a lot of different angles, I guess it's all about perspective. It can be positive or it can be negative. Well, I don't want to say negative. It's all about the intention, right? <laughs> no doubt. Well, that's all a cult is, you know, that it can be described as, you know, positive or negative, like any of the shit that the pagans were doing or witches or right. or any kind of fucking like occult magic stuff Yeah. that it's like it's the force. You but, know, like it's not good or bad. It's just you can use it however you please. I yeah, guess. man. And the cults of you look at the cults of ancient Greece, right? Every god and goddess had their own specific cult that worshipped them above all other, and like they were completely obsessed and devoted with that one, right? But everything it did was super secret to that cult. So cult, by definition, is to be hidden and to be secret, and that's what we do with the cult of conspiracy. We peel back the lenses, right? Open up the third eyes. Yes. And we expose the secrets and we expose the hidden men. So I guess a good point to start then, you kind of somewhat hit it with that introduction, but uh, for anybody that doesn't know what Cult of Conspiracy is, why don't you give them like a, a rough idea of like what got you guys started, what you do, what you're all about? All right. So um, I, I actually started this um, in August of 2020. So we were kind of like right in the middle of the beginning of uh, coronavirus. Yeah. Um, but it was really just a hobby at first. I mean, it still is. It is just a hobby, but it's a uh, it's gotten deeper. Um, but yeah, we started it out. It was me and um, my friend. Um, and and he actually we did it for like six months together. And he kind of wanted to start blue pilling because the conspiracies was kind of, you know, getting to his head a little bit. You you dive too deep into some of these conspiracies, dude. It'll fuck up your, your perspective of reality. And um, and and, you know, not the that's nothing wrong with that. Like I mean, every, I, I've gotten way deep down some conspiracies before and I legit have to step away for a few days. Um, I try but, to level them out with like not so dark stuff. Like if I'm getting really into some like a cult or like trafficking shit, I'll like do that for like three or four days and then I'll like jump into like cryptids for a day and then like come back, you know? So it's still like in that realm, but it's not so like dark and draining on yourself, you know? Right. You know, there's a balance to that though. I listen to a lot of stand up comedy. Yeah, too. Like when you get way too black pilled because you're going down that rabbit hole, you got to come up for air and like watch some Bill Burr, right? Or watch some Joe, like Joe Rogan as a comedian, right? And like, they're going to talk about some conspiracy shit. They're going to bring up some bullshit that you're probably thinking anyway, but it's in a lighthearted manner and it definitely releases the tension there because, uh, man, yeah, you it, get deep off into it. It gets tense, dude, and it changes like literally, like I said, like your perspective of the world. Yep. And so then you start, like you said, you know, you get real black pilled and stuff like that. So sometimes you do got to take a step away. But anyway, he ended up stepping away from it big time. Um, and he couldn't have made more of a 180 in his life. He got the vax twice. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And dude, we were calling it out before the vaccine ever came out. We were calling it out and somehow he just took a hard turn. Yeah, man. Um, but anyway, so um, after he decided to step down, I did like an episode by myself and then, you know, Jacob 
was on my show. I was uh, I actually had my own podcast at one point in time, right? And uh, me and my younger brother did it. Basically, every time we get together, everyone around us is cutting up laughing. It only works when we're together, though. So we were going to do a podcast based like a construction worker smoke pin talk. Okay. And that's, that's our brand of comedy, like as people. So it was very, very, very rough. Um, not suitable for most women and definitely not suitable (laughs) for children. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was that kind of jokes and talk. Um, nothing was sexist or anything like that, but it was just, it was rough, you know? And, uh, we only did that for 50 some odd episodes. It never got more than a like 50 to a hundred listens per episode. Most of that was friends and family. They just wanted to hear what we'd say next. So we just kind of dogged it off. But at that, when I was kind of, I was doing both for a little while there. Um, I worked with Chris's uh, brother-in-law on a job site years ago. My brother-in-law, Chris. Chris, Jonathan's brother-in-law, Chris, excuse me. And um, we worked together and he said that he had a podcast. I just reconnected with him and, and introduced us. And I'm a super, super conspiracy head. And I look at it from a very, uh, we look at it from very different angles, he and I. Um, we look at life at very different angles, but we arrive at the same conclusions on almost every topic, especially conspiracy things. And I think that us doing it together like this, coming at it from different angles, really brings the whole picture into perspective. Yes. And and it's good because it is kind of the yin and yang, except yeah. for it's not like we're at, we're not at each other's throats or anything no. like that. It's like, oh, that's that's strange that you that you look at it that way. We look you at know? the whys in different ways. The end result is the same. Right. It's like, OK, two plus two equals four, but three plus one also equals four. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I'm I'm more, um, you know, he's more on the biblical side. Very and much so. There's nothing wrong with that. I look into that too. I'm I'm very open minded to everything. And he's very on the spiritual side and on the uh, hypnotherapy side of things and the the inner workings of the mind. And it he's on a very different perspective than I am. You know. Yes. Yes. So it just works, dude. It just works really no well. And uh, so yeah, we've been you know kind of doing this podcast together for about a year and a half now and busting open so many different topics. We've had so many guests on, gone over a bevy of just like information that couldn't be farther, farther apart on the spectrum and somehow always end up right back in the middle um, with all conspiracies. And and that is like, if you believe in conspiracies or if at least if you look into conspiracies, that's, that's having an open, uh, an open mind. If you're not looking into something because you heard it was a conspiracy, you're shut off. You can't, right. it's, it's almost like I look at it as those people are scared to have their reality the the mirror of their reality shattered. Yeah, man. I've and, said it a thousand times. People want comfortable lies, bro. People don't want to take true freedom because f- true freedom is dangerous, bro. It's a responsibility to handle your own shit. Yes. And once ignorance is bliss, man. Ignorance is bliss. And once you actually, people are scared of it. They yeah. really are. And, and they acknowledge that like, okay, no one trusts the government. Perfect example. doesn't matter what side of the aisle you are, what skin color you are, what d- doesn't matter. No one trusts the government. But you know what, dude? You know what's not blissful is looking at 9-11 and thinking that it was set up by our government. What's not blissful is um, looking at the earth and maybe it's flat. Maybe oh it's God, hollow. Maybe we shit. maybe we live in a dome. Maybe there's the, the firmament. We can't escape it. Or that that golf ball earth, you know what I'm talking about, with all the little dips that lead into different earths? That would be strange. Oh, my God. Is that a theory? Yeah, I think it's called, like, there's a name for it that's better, but I call it, like, golf ball earth, 
where it's supposed to just be like pockets of different things that live and you can only perceive what's inside of those pockets. What? I mean, it's anything's possible. I think like if it, it, just as long as you're open minded, dude, I look at it. I don't look at it from like I'm scared or I don't no. I don't look at it like, you know, people are out to get me kind of thing. Maybe it, they are. It just is but, what it is, man. Yeah. But at the same time, dude, I look at it and I'm like, oh, OK, so I know not to take life so seriously, dude, because if I just took life the same way as, you know, any average person and didn't look into anything like a lot of conspiracies or anything like that. Like, dude, I would be worried. I'd be scared. I'd be I would have, um, you know, trauma from like, oh, my God, I did this. And what, yeah. what is everybody going to think of me now? I just look at life like I'm just doing my own thing. And if the end result is is what it is, then there's nothing I can do about it anyway. But I'm not going to live it like scared or worried. Or, right. You know, I want to I want to, you know, break a couple glasses along the way and see adversely. But arriving at the same conclusion. I'm at, I see the world for what it is. I see who's really in charge. I see the all the moving pieces and I'm at peace with it because I know how the world has to come to an end and I know what the end times look like, right? And so I see it with my own eyes and I'm at peace with it because for my own beliefs, I believe that God is still in control and it's a part of his plan. And I am not going to change that. I'm a part of the story. I need to play my part. So I'm at super inner peace with all of that. So I'm not scared. But I also believe that Biblically speaking, we are supposed to be watchmen for these end times. We are supposed to peel back the layers. We are supposed to dig deeper and have independent free thought, right? Mm -hmm. So I take this as a personal charge to come on and talk about conspiracies and expose the truth and tell these people how they're being lied to and tell them to, you know, y'all need to be aware. Right. But it's not, we're not like a doom and gloom type no, thing. It's no, no, more no, no, of no. like, yo, just be on the lookout. Like, this is what's going down. This is yeah. what has gone down. And so, yeah, if uh, if if the old brown hats or blue hats or whatever come knocking at your door, you, you already know, know. Hmm? You already know how we get down Louisiana. When the U.N. <laughs> comes knocking on the door, don't you worry. We, we got some. Right. Right. So it's really just, you know, being aware of it. Like the, the saying on our show is open up your eye. And that's yeah, all man. we're trying to do. You know, that's that's how we look at our podcast. I mean, honestly, too, dude, it's the same way for me that it's like. I don't know. I try to look at things where it's like not just the dark aspect to it. So like if I'm talking about there being like food scarcity, I like to bring up like, hey, be prepared, learn some skills. So it's not even just like hitting people with the red pill either. It's like people hear the show and they'll hear something that sounds like a red pill, but you try to hit them with or with a black pill, but you try to hit them with something that gives them hope too, you know, because it's like even just for yourself, it's like if you get too deep into things and you don't think for yourself of a possible fix or an outcome and you don't start preaching that possible fix or an outcome, then it's like, how do you expect anything to change? And clearly like our powers through our voice. So if we see something that's possible that can fix things, like why would we not want to, to say it? Even if it's just something small, like at least you give some people hope, you know, and everybody's different too. So it's like, just prepare yourself. Honestly, that's what it comes down to. Like mentally prepare yourself for anything that could happen, like physically prepare for if there's scarcities and shit. And I don't know about you guys, but I'd rather be stocked up on food and have something come and not have anything happen and still have that stock of food, then have everything come and not have shit, you know, like it's better to be prepared than to just be fucked in the end. Even if nothing happens, I'd rather <laughs> be prepared. It's, it's the same concept as having a condom in your pocket, bro. You exactly. don't know if you're going to need it or not, but you'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. That's what we'll call it. We'll call it condom prepping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, yeah. Same thing. Why do you carry a weapon? I would rather not worry about that. 
what's the what's that old expression? It's uh, I'd rather be a samurai in a garden than a gardener on a battlefield. Yes. Yep. I live by that motto, which is why I train like I do and stuff. Yes, Honestly, dude. I, I heard that at a very young age, and I was like, that is just straight poetry. It is. It, I mean, it, and it couldn't be more true, though. Like, mm-hmm. you'd much rather be prepared. Think about all those people that, like, I don't, I don't even want to just say, like, what happened over in the in the Nazi camps or anything like that. But look at all the countries all across the world whenever they got shut down by their governments, um, you know, as a as a health you know, safety precaution. So um, and so, you know, those people, they they never thought that that shit would happen. But if you look at a lot of conspiracy podcasts and I know that the jury is very out on Alex Jones, I get that. Um, but if you listen to him and others, they'll say, look, if they're going to find a way to create the new world order, it's going to be through health. And that's how they're going to do it. Um, because there's a lot of loopholes. There's, I mean, dude, there's such things as like emergency shutdowns, yeah. like as far as, uh, the well-being and health of the country goes. So of course, if that is written down, like that's in the books, that's a part of the rules. They're going to try and find a way to manipulate that. And that's exactly what they did and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with like the vaccine passports and all that kind of bullshit too, they're still bringing it back to like health. And on top of that shit, dude, it's like, as soon as anything happens, they're going to use any power they have to do what they want. So it could just be like literally just a little flu virus or some shit. And they're going to talk it up like it's some giant fucking thing. Because at the end of the day, the end game is power and control. So anything that they can possibly use in order to obtain that, they're going to go out of their way to do it. And anything, it's it's almost like a kid, bro. Like the take an inch to take a mile kind of a concept. Where it's like they're gonna do one little thing, and if everybody goes with it, then they're gonna do the next little thing. And if everybody goes with it, they're gonna go, okay, maybe I can get away with more. Let's take the next bigger jump. So it's just a matter of just nobody taking the time to take a stand until it's too late almost. Cause it's like a lot of us conspiracy podcasters, a lot of us started out during like COVID and shit because kind of got fed up and just felt like we needed to start saying some shit. And it's like I almost wonder how much different things would have possibly been if as many people that are awake to things now were awake then at like if we would there would have been like a stopping point where there are like masks vaccines and everybody would have just been like no across the fucking board and actually did something because even shit dude think about how many people have the vaccines now that regret getting it because they had so many fucking negative side effects and shit like those would have been the first people now if they knew that information standing up and saying fuck that shit i'm not gonna go get it yeah right no and doubt that- there's there's a lot of people that did take it and yeah. that are very regretted regretful that they did take it. Like, I mean, my fiance before I met her, dude, I mean, she, you know, was just doing whatever her family was doing. You know, her mom got the vaccine. So she was like, oh, I'll get it. Her mom worked in the or works in the healthcare field. So, you know, obviously everybody in the healthcare field, a lot of people, I don't say everybody, a lot of people in healthcare field are all saying like promoting the vaccine and everything. Mm-hmm. So she ended up getting double vax before we even met. And um, so now she's pregnant. We're actually due here in like a week. Congratulations, uh, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Having a boy. He's going to be a fucking stud. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, uh, but, you know, this whole pregnancy, everything's been fine. Everything's been great. I don't think that, you know, and, and maybe they administered some saline vaccines. That's the hope and the prayer. Hopefully, you know, the uh, the mRNA bullshit didn't really hit her. It didn't modify too much of her RNA and her DNA and change up too much of you know her blood structure and all that shit yeah but i mean 
you know, I'll know for sure. And I hate to say this, dude, because I don't know. I don't like thinking about this shit, but I'll know for sure whenever the baby comes out healthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so we've already agreed. Like, we're not vaccinating our baby. We're not getting him circumcised. We're not getting any of that shit in his fucking eye. Um, you know, whenever they mm. get the babies out, like all that stuff, I look at it as, dude, it, it takes a spiritual person to do that. Like, um, not a spiritual person. I'm not going to say that you're not spiritual if you don't do it. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that I look at us as, as all a creation, um, whether it's by the universe or by God or by Buddha or whoever, whatever it is, I look at us like we're perfect. And yeah, we have, you know, some things that, you know, might go wrong um, during the pregnancy or maybe you're born with a cleft palate or something like that. But I think for the most part, dude, we're born like as we need to be. And and we have an immune system that, yeah, whenever we're a baby, it's not exactly built up. And that's their reason for giving, you know, all the vaccines and all that stuff, because, oh, what if it gets cold? Then he's going to get sick because his immune system isn't built up. I think that like, no, I I just want him to be natural, dude. I want him to grow up to be natural not having anything dude because the autistic rate is through the fucking roof and it's only climbing every single year and the only mm-hmm. thing that has changed the only thing that has changed other than you know the the fucked up things that they're putting in food nowadays as far as like i think it's a combo of the two man the food and the vaccines it's the only thing that it can be and how many parents are just shoving their kids faces in front of cocoa melon bro I yeah. will not let my son watch that. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a combination of shit. But before we get off the COVID conversation, I did want to say this too. I think that it was a lot of different moving parts all at once. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of different. For one, hear me out. The biggest social experiment in human history just happened. Globally. Now, not even just in a group. Like across globally. the world. Right. They now know who, with a blind faith in what Big Daddy government says, the Big Daddy world government says, They will wear masks that had no proven record to help anything. They will social distance, quit their jobs, lose their homes. They will do all of that out of fear and listen to daddy government without ever questioning anything. Get vaccines of unknown substance, unknown substance. We don't know what it was. It got created in a operation light speed or some shit, warp speed, (laughs) whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And these, there's that many people. They just found out who they're, who they have brainwashed and they also adversely found out who is independently thinking yes yes and how can we target those people next exactly because if you really if you go back to it dude more so now than ever probably there are less and less and less religious people less and less spiritual people and look i know spiritual is a very wide broad topic yep, yep. i mean you could worship the flying spaghetti monster and consider yourself spiritual i'm sure may mm-hmm. his appendage reign forever ramen ramen <laughs> um, but yeah like i think that you know whenever um a lot of people kind of got out of that way of thinking who we started believing in the most is the government is uh the world health organization is the cdc is you know all these you know bill gates anthony fauci people like that we started looking up to them as some kind of savior because nobody else really knew who who to look up to no longer are the majority of people looking up to jesus or looking up to god or anything like that it was oh now here is our new um statue that we're going to worship it's the new age statue it's called science and it's really not science whenever you look at it because you're not allowed to question it and um it's faith-based anyways because you're believing somebody else's experiments and what they say off of blind faith not realizing how easily more so than religion an experiment can be easily corrupted or manipulated to have whatever result that you want so 
It's like it's literally just a whole new faith. And this and this goes exactly into why I'm not vaccinating my kid, because it is entirely a faith based system. Dude, whenever you look at some of these vaccines, like I'm not even going to start naming them because I mean, some people don't want to hear it um, and I get it. um, But, dude, some of the vaccines, there are multiple things within each vaccine and within each one of those, um, you know, partials of the vaccine. There's there's fucking elements in there that literally the doctors, the nurses, they don't know what the fuck it is. They'll say, oh, it's vitamin K. You know, it's good. It's a vitamin. And so that's how we're fooled into it. But really, no, we don't really need vitamin K. We don't really need, um, you know, all these other like, why are we worried about hepatitis B? Why? You know what I'm saying? Are we worried that the kid's going to be born with it? Well, if my if my wife it doesn't have hepatitis B and I don't have hepatitis B, then why are we giving my baby hepatitis B shot? And so there's a bunch of things in there. And there's also fucking aborted fetal cells within each one of these vaccines. It's sickening, dude. And it's all by Big Pharma. Big Pharma makes boatloads of money. And they're not doing it like they're not doing it like uh, faithfully. They're not saying, oh, we're going to make billions of dollars. But uh, but it's good for you. No, no. Like they're going to make money and they don't give a fuck about anybody else. And that's how it always has been. And I think a lot of people are kind of opening up their eyes to it now. I mean, that's just like food, though. That's like half the problem is the fact that people look at something just as the straight label. They won't actually look into what's in their food. Otherwise, they'd realize that 90% of the food in America has high fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup is fucking awful for you. Like, I don't can't even begin to tell you how many people in my own family that are like, check it out. I'm giving my kid juice. And then you read the back and it's like high fructose corn syrup, 1% juice, sugar, all this other bullshit. It's no different with the fucking vaccines, bro. They put a false label on it saying that it's good for you or it's natural. And nobody actually looks into the ingredients and realizes that there's maybe one good ingredient in there. All the rest are fucking garbage. So at that point, it's all just irrelevant or relevant, relevant at that point. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. And dude, and a lot of a lot of it kind of goes into um, the fluoride. So I watched this video and this doctor broke it down perfectly, exactly like fluoride in general and how, you know, basically the Nazis were using it on their people to like lull them down and, you know, kind of get them lollygagging and stupid and, and all that shit. So you look at fluoride over here. It says on every tube of toothpaste that contains fluoride, and that's almost all of the toothpaste out there. I mean, I use Burt's Bees. It's non-fluoride. It's the best tasting one. Um, but if you look at a lot of the tube of toothpaste out there, it'll say only use literally like a droplet of toothpaste. And if you swallow that, you need to call poison control because that's too much fluoride. Mm-hmm. And, then he, and then he compared it to exactly how much water you need to drink um, for the, the amount of fluoride that is in your glass of water, you know, just in regular city tap water or whatever. Right. Dude, one glass of water, like eight ounces is what that one droplet of toothpaste that you're supposed to put on, on your toothbrush. If you swallow that, that is eight ounces of water worth of fluoride. So whenever you're drinking water, dude, and if it's like city water, I'm not sure. I know that there's a lot of like, uh, big name brand waters out there, Aquafina, you know. Uh, Aquafina is fucking garbage. So is Dasani. If you read Dude, their ingredients, Dasani. they put chemicals in it that dry your mouth out to make you more thirsty. Exactly. Dasani is the worst one you can drink. Um, and so and none of it's good for you. Uh, they Nestle, all that bullshit. It's it's all designed to lull you to sleep. These are the same chemicals that Hitler was using on his fucking people. And now we're using it in a hundred times the amount of doses on every time we brush our teeth, every time we drink a glass of water like it's sick. And then you and then you look at the world and you and you're like, 
oh, okay, so you don't want to look at conspiracies because uh, Don Lemon told you not to, and he, and he made fun of it. Dude, and you know like, how hard it was for me to find a filter that takes out fluoride out of your water? Like, out of all the brands I look into, that well, like the ones that attach to your sink, I could only find one, and that was pure. All the other ones, that says that they leave fluoride in for taste. Like, parentheses, uh, for taste. Bro, a friend of mine has a five-gallon jug that is like a multi-level filtration system for fluoride. So her and her husband, they just fill it up every day and they just drink off of it all day. Yeah, it is incredible. Yeah, you can taste the difference too. It's crazy. Like when you start dude. using a filter, bro, I'll go and use my uh, sink in the bathroom and I'll just run it, dude. And I can smell like chlorine and like chemicals and shit coming off of it. Like it's like it's I don't get how other people aren't smelling that and then questioning it. Like if your water smells like chemicals, there's clearly something wrong with your fucking water. It smells yeah, like I- you're drinking pool water. There's an issue. I shouldn't be tasting the YMCA every time I get a glass of water. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't need my system clean. I just want regular, like, spring water. Give me it that spring water. It shouldn't have a taste. Right. That's mm-hmm. the it's It's literally not supposed to have any taste. If you can, ooh, I love the taste of water. It's like, no, you love the taste of the pool, bro. I yeah. know. I know. And it's crazy, dude, because my favorite tasting water is smart water. And I'm sure there ain't nothing smart about that. Yeah, it's I electrolytes and all that kind of shit. Who knows what the fuck else they put in there for taste. Right. <laughs> Dude, and like if you look at, you know, exactly what fluoride does to your pineal gland is that is the main culprit to calcifying your pineal gland. And that's just that's that's, you know, how that lollygagging, lethargic, you know, slow thinking, uh, low vibe, all that shit. It's all caused by your pineal gland is getting calcified. So that way, you know, whenever you're a little kid, your pineal gland isn't very calcified, if at all. And so that's what gives us the imagination. That's what gets us excited about little things. That's what gets us curious about like shit that we normally wouldn't be curious about. That's why they can see beyond the veil. You know, whenever they're they're thinking, oh, there's a monster under my bed or there's a monster under my closet. And we're just like, ah, whatever. There ain't no fucking monster or anything. But maybe there is. Maybe there is some kind of fucking energy that is going on that they're able to pick up that we can't. Yeah, man. And um, but that's and, and I don't want to leave and, it just at negative monsters. No, but no, no. Good but things, too. Like I told you about my uh, former father in law, he went into a coma. It was a medically induced coma. He caught swine flu. Long story short, when he woke up from this coma. His third eye was open. He was seeing other dimensions. He was seeing demons. He was seeing angels. He was seeing extraterrestrials. He wasn't hallucinating. They actually, because he was like telling them what he was seeing. The doctor came in. There's so many cases of this, by the way. People waking up from a coma and being able to see through the veil. Like, That's because you had one step in, I'm sure, or one foot in, I'm sure, for that whole time you're in a coma. Agreed. But even if it's even on the non-religious scale, scientifically speaking, the calcification of your third eye flakes off when you don't use your brain. So when you're in a coma, right, it gives your brain the rest it needed to flake that off and your your third eye is open. Well, and you're also not really being able to eat except for, right? I mean, I don't really know how they- It's bed, literally but. just the nutrition that you need to survive. It's like, it's it's a meal in a bag, so to speak, right? Yeah, you're not getting all this processed McDonald's fucking, you know, yeah. uh, clone meat bullshit. Yeah, but then your brain catches up and then your brain fills in the gaps and tells you, no, that's not really there. That's not really there. And then you pretty much hypnotize yourself back to what reality is supposed to be. That's why those coma patients are only a, a temporary window into the other side, man. Yes, dude. And I mean, all we are is just, I mean, call it whatever you want. Maybe we're a soul. Maybe we're an energy. Maybe we're a spirit. We're something. We're something other than this meat suit. I mean, how else do I, you know, have dreams at night? Yeah. My meat suit isn't doing that. Yeah. It's like I'm, my soul or whatever is is having, you know, giving me those experiences. Whenever I trip on mushrooms and I talk to the Elohim, like <laughs> that's not my meat suit that isn't coming coming in contact with that. 
But that science, is something outside of me that is ultimately me at the same time. Science will tell you that it's a it's a chemical dump in your brain. And that that's why you're seeing and experiencing and hearing all of these things that I'm sorry. I, I disagree. Even mushrooms specifically, they've done research and have figured out that there's less brain activity while you're on mushrooms. But yet anybody that's on mushrooms, you think that they would have you'd have increased brain activity. So realistically, like if you're not creating those things, like maybe you are seeing a different vibration because like if your brain has less activity, like how the fuck are you coming up with things that you normally wouldn't even understand that you can't even comprehend? Especially when people talk about like doing DMT, for example, and they see these like beings that create things with their like words and shit like that. Like you hear about like ancient stories about things like that. Like maybe we should stop looking at it as a drug and more of like a, I don't know, like an antenna or like a view to like slowly start to fade the veil, you know? Absolutely, well, man. Dude, and it, and it kind of relates a little bit. Um, I do hypnotherapy on the side. Um, and so I do like past life regressions and talking to the higher self and stuff like that. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get to the theta state of mind. So you have beta, alpha, um, theta and delta states of mind. Yeah. Beta like is what, what we are right now. We're alive. We're talking, we're using our brain to communicate and shit. Then you have alpha, which is what happens whenever you're, you're, um, you're watching TV and you kind of go into a light trance. Somebody's trying to talk to you and you're, and like you don't even fucking hear them, even though they're right in your face. You're like, and they're like, what What are you doing? You just zoned out. And so that's alpha. And the theta state of mind, it happens naturally twice a day. It is uh, before, right before you go to sleep and right before um, you wake up. You're kind of in, um, or right after you wake up, you're in like one step in the real world, one step in the, in the dream world. So basically, whatever I'm trying to hypnotize you to get you to that theta state of mind, it is... The, th- the state of mind that you're in whenever you're on mushrooms or, or on some of these kind of things, because what's going on is, yeah, you're not using a lot of your physical brain activity, but that is speaking to something that is beyond us, like beyond it. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, part of our soul. Maybe it's uh, maybe we're pulling energy from the ether. I don't know what it is. I don't I don't claim to, to have an idea about where the hell that comes from. But um, yeah, so. I think that it makes a lot of sense that we would be using a lot less brain, like a lot less of our brain whenever we're on mushrooms, dude. Totally. Yeah, because it's like, I don't know, dude. Like, uh, you you do them, and I don't know about you guys, but like when you're coming up, it almost feels like you have this like a uh, like a vibrational feeling, you know, like you're like you're coming up to like a level of vibration. So like, but I don't feel it in my body. I feel it in my brain. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely like in your head. And it's just like you feel like time is starting to like speed up and almost like, uh, I don't know, like that, like something's about to like happen. Like there's like an interjecting moment that you're like waiting to happen where there's going to be something like almost like going up like a roller coaster, you know, it's, it's a good, like, exciting, anxious. Yeah, exactly. But it's still like that vibrational feeling as it's happening, though. Yeah. So like, I don't know about you guys. Call me crazy. Be me a little bit woo woo or whatever. But like. My idea is that like when you take mushrooms, things like that, you can start to like hear past the veil. And that's why people start hearing like weird ass voices and shit. And, like from my experiences, I've had like mushrooms talking to me and shit like that. And then when you do like DMT, that's when you like remove and bring your vision past the veil. Because I've had some like weird mushroom experiences where they pretty much were saying that you need to smoke DMT to see us because you can hear us currently. So it's like vibrating within this reality versus being 
flung out of your consciousness into another reality that could be another dimension theoretically or it could be it's kind of hard to explain but like within this plane there could be like layers you know that aren't different dimensions but just different things that are coexisting within the same area in time and i feel like there's also a chance that you're starting to get a glimpse of that possibly because it could almost be like that um see how do i describe it like the going up dimensions concepts where you can't you 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 can interact with ones below but you can't interact with ones above so in order to interact with ones above you have to get to that same level as the ones above but um i don't know it's it's kind of like a hard thing to explain i don't know if you guys know what i'm kind of getting at but <laughs> yeah. yes definitely dude i think that a lot of that like it can only be understood if you've ever done mushrooms. I don't want to say only, but that is the easiest way to understand it. Like that was a very good description. Very good. Yeah, it's kind of like an elevator, dude. Yeah. And um, and yeah, it's uh, what's strange. And this is what I think. How I know that there's other shit going on than just what we see physically, is that you know, think about a radio, dude. Like the the music is always playing. It's just a matter of tuning the knob to get on the correct station to get to that fucking exact radio frequency to, to pull into that music and so it's not that the radio is some kind of magic box no it just knew how to how to tune into that and i think that whenever we're on mushrooms or or, or maybe dude i've had some freaky shit happen during meditation that's what i was um, gonna say too i want to add in that it's not just psychedelics but meditation gets you to that same wavelength and increase the vibration into that same frequency as like i said the like planes that are existing within our dimension but different layers on top of each other Yes, dude. Like some really wild experiences. I've like, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I I never know exactly what to expect whenever I go into like a deep meditation. If I get time, like I haven't really had a lot of time lately to really meditate as often as I would like. But, um, dude, a lot of the meditations, I'm kind of just very open minded. All right, all right, whatever happens, happens. I'm I'm ready for it. But I listen to like certain frequencies. So like, I'll put on some headphones or I'll turn on the TV kind of loud and like. I like to listen to 432 hertz, but there's also like, you know, like 639 hertz, 727 hertz or whatever it is. There's a bunch of different ones. And it's crazy because you'll have a different experience in your mind to every single different um, frequency you listen to. Um, and so I like 432 because it's the most calming. They say it's like the most earthy feeling. It really just connects you like levels down a little bit. But also it's like... Um, it's like it's like touching the earth. It's it's really like grounding. And so you're not so wild and crazy and you don't have all these crazy thoughts or anything like that. But now you're grounded. And now it allows you to see because it's it's taken out the clouds and it's taken out all the bullshit that is just, you know, chatter and you're just connected. So but I've listened to uh, one. I can't remember the exact one, but it was like a Tesla one, like Nikola Tesla vibration. Mm. Um and for a second, dude, I thought you meant like Elon Musk. I was like, "The fuck did you say?" <laughs> That's yeah, what I was yeah, gonna yeah. say. I'd be, I'd be weary of anything that he's trying to put out because I have this whole idea in my mind that he's an evil genius. But <laughs> I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I think he's leading the charge as far as people who could potentially be a, a, a villain from a superhero movie. Dude, why don't we get into to to kind of veer it off for a second because that's a good talking point. Why don't we get into why we think Elon might be the Antichrist? Oh. You had a theory on that. Oh, I'll hit you with one, a good one first. Oh, so, yeah. The Antichrist is going to come in and he's going to be somebody that everybody can relate to and that everybody likes, right? So this guy comes in 
he has all this cool technology. He has this whole like internet persona of like, look, I'm just a normal dude. I, I'm not doing anything weird. And then he pops up with things like Neuralink. And think of anybody else that's in the tech area that could pull that off and not have everybody red flag it. Bill Gates says he's making a Neuralink. Everybody, including non-conspiracy theorists, are going to go fuck that. Uh, fucking literally anybody, dude. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg tries to make some shit like that. Everybody's like, fuck you. But right. Elon Musk does it. And he's like relatable. So people are like, oh, he's for us. Even with the whole fucking Twitter thing, bro. That's the reason I won't do Twitter is because there's some weird shit going on with Elon Musk as far as that shit goes. And I'm waiting for him to get with Kim Kardashian or some shit because, you know, you got to collect the succubus with the Antichrist. <laughs> um, hey, I'm just saying, bro. Damn. <laughs> now, see, you, you're bright. I, I brought that up before as well. And I do before I say what I'm about to say, currently I do not believe he is the Antichrist. I'm not going to make bold claims that could be taking his character defamation or slander. Well, I'll say he's say, an evil genius. I'll put it at that instead of the Antichrist. Yeah. I'll reword myself yeah. on that one. There you go. There you go. There you Are go. you saying he's a front runner though? Currently, he's in talk. Okay. Okay. We're 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 having the discussion currently. You know what I mean? That yeah, I'm just yeah. throwing it out. So he is going to be fair skinned. Now we don't know if that's in comparison to what. You know what I mean? Right. If we're talking like people in Morocco are fair skinned as opposed to people in Kenya on the same continent. You sure. feel me? So I don't know fair as compared to what, but he's supposed to be fair skinned and he's supposed to come out of the land of Assyria, which is currently the country of Syria. Now, Elon Musk is from South Africa, meaning that his parents were either Dutch immigrants from back in the day. Okay. Or I don't know. I don't know his lineage. I don't know his, his family tree. You know what Maybe I mean? Maybe that's purposeful. So people can't fully find that. Maybe, maybe, but the talk is also that he could be AI. And I can definitely see that too. That is not a far-fetched idea. I mean, just his mannerisms and the way he talks is very odd. And his blinking. Have you guys noticed his weird sporadic blinking sometimes when he talks? Or he'll do this like or, double blink? Yeah, right. Or he's a potentially an extraterrestrial in a meat suit. And he decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to stand to reps. I'm just going to use the technology you got on my home planet and I'm going to make money. Who knows? I think we're all extraterrestrials in meat suits. Well, okay. By definition, yes, we are souls having a human experience. Okay, I will give you that. But that's that's kind of a philosophical approach to what I'm saying. Besides <laughs> the point. But he's aware that he's an alien it, in a meat suit. Kind of. Okay. You know what I mean? Like men in black shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like or maybe he's guy. not aware. Right. What if he's AI and he seriously has not been made self-aware? He just thinks he's a regular person. I mean, that'd be that'd be like if you were going to create AI to see if it actually works how you intend it to to be its own consciousness. Wouldn't one of the rules be that you like don't tell it because I feel like it would be the same for people. Like theoretically, if you're creating a new race of people and you're trying to test things out, like you wouldn't tell them everything that's going on. You kind because that would kind of ruin the experiment, you know, like if they're trying to test out this new version of AI to see if it's the ultimate AI that people can't tell the difference. You can't tell the AI that he's an AI. Dude, cyborgs don't know they're cyborgs unless you tell them. Dude, I think about they, like they're programmed um, to not think that. Think about like uh like time machines. If there if there ever was, if there ever is such a thing as a time machine, maybe maybe it's cracking the time space barrier in some form or fashion, right? Let's just say for shits and giggles, time travel exists. Um, I believe it will, but it hasn't been developed yet and there's a very compelling theory as to why okay that makes sense have okay. you guys got into the 20 and backs the 20 and backs no yeah. maybe i've heard it called a different thing help me out so 20 and back is pretty much that like i had some dude on my show who claims to have done one but pretty much like they'll say hey we're gonna take you for 20 years but 
at the end of that 20 years, you're going to go back into yourself at that time that you left. So the guy that I had on was saying that he got taken when he was 10, lived up till 30, and then got put back in his 10-year-old body. But he was still consciously a 10-year-old. But I was explaining it to him, too, that he said he had like these urges. He didn't know how to explain like he was like a grown-ass adult. So I was telling him that like... Puberty? Yeah, like they'll try to like make get rid of that shit (laughs) in the forefront of your mind and then still have that subconscious that you lived for that you know 20 years so whatever feelings you felt you won't know quite why you felt those things until you have cues which is kind of like how he explained it is that they try to like wipe the shit and then you would have certain things that happen that were cues i'll have to send you this guy his name's tony rod riggs but it was like kind of like a past life regression bro a little bit but right? he was saying like the way that time travel works from his understanding is that like pretty much they can do that and put people back in this certain place in time. And he was talking about how he supposedly went to uh, the series colony and shit like that. And he said that um, they know new time travel existed and there's ex Nazis that were like the main facilitators of this whole project. And one of the head ones at a certain point when they first started figuring out time travel said that these beings came and pretty much took him, put him in a rat for a thousand years, and then put him back in that exact second and pretty much said, don't do that again, and disappeared back. So it's like, I've heard of a lot of these like theories about time travel, and there's certain parts of that guy's story in particular that are just like unexplainable, like how he explained things. Like he was talking about how uh, there's like this like weird marking on, I don't remember what fucking planet, and he was trying to like prove his story at this time. And people were saying, oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And he was like, no, it's salt. I remember seeing this when I was on the colony that we'd watch this geyser to explode and then a bunch of this salt would rain down and shit like that. So then the guy who was like helping him write his book and shit was like, all right, are you sure you want to make that bold statement and say that that's what it is? Because if it comes out false, then like your whole story is just like thrown away at that point. And he was like, no, it's salt. And he said all of a sudden, like six months later, NASA came out and said it was salt and shit. So it's just weird shit for his story that are just like unexplainable. But if those parts of his story are unexplainable, then all of it could theoretically be true. And if that's the case, then we could already theoretically have time travel. It's just not known on this planet because the way he described it is that the people that have always lived on this colony are told that Earth was destroyed so that they don't try to make connections, make communication. They think that that's just like where they are and shit. So like if this knowledge is out there, it's pushed away where people wouldn't have contact with Earth, and then the people that have contact coming back to Earth, they wipe their mind after this 20 and back, unless they start doing like past life regression and shit like that and start figuring out what the fuck happened and what's been suppressed in their head. But sorry to go off on a whole tangent, no, but I don't know. I think it's theoretical. That's not exactly counter to the theory that I heard, honestly. Okay. And I'll tell you why at the end. But so basically, the guy said that once time travel is invented, there will be no more. Uh, there will be no more inventions. There will be no more innovations. It'll all be instantaneously like everything will be figured out because here's the deal. Time only runs in a linear fashion. Mm -hmm. It only moves forward like a river, right? But you can come back to the point you started at, right? Okay. So you can't go like, you can't go back in time because that's impossible by, by this definition. But from the point the time machine was made onward, it's like you just opened a new highway, but it's only going to be at this dead end forward. Mm. Right. So you can go back to that dead end, though. So 
he's basically saying that at that time, that's how the time space works. It's a linear flowing thing, just like a river. And to your point, if that's true, you, this person did a 20 year forward, right? Mm-hmm. He lived the 20 and then went back to the starting point. Yep. So it's not counter to what I'm saying. It actually makes a lot of sense. I kind of like that sounds awesome, but torturous at the same time. Well, I don't like what if you made a family in those 20 years? But what if they also wipe their brains because they're doing it for an experiment or whatever? This guy's talking about we would actually be able to do it and come back. Like, by the way, in 10 years, this, 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 this. Yeah. He was saying some weird thing too. Like, uh, I don't know, getting into some crazy time theories. So when he was gone that 20 years, there still would have been, I don't know how to explain it. Like either one, he came back the next day or when this original timeline was playing out, there was a second copy of him that was still in his place for that 20 years until time gets brought back to that single point. And the way he was describing it too, was that he um, felt like, like depressed and like shit was missing and then once he hit that 30 point of like when the second him would have been gone, then he like felt complete again and got a bunch more memories back and shit. So like oh. going into time concepts, like if there's two of you, is your consciousness split into two or is there literally just two exact copies of you with the same consciousness? But from his description, it seems like that second consciousness, like it pulls and it's one consciousness that gets split into two. Wow, that that's a wild, lot to bro. wrap my brain around. But yeah, <laughs> um, dude, I think I mean, any any of it's possible. There's nothing like as far as uh, technology or futuristic things or or time travel. There's nothing that would surprise me at this point. Like, you know, you look into it, so many conspiracies out there that are so baffling. Like, have you ever looked into the uh, the Philadelphia experiment? Oh yeah, dude. Oh like that's unexplainable. The mo- they disappeared and then showed up what a couple of miles off from their original location. And dude, a couple of the people fucking came back to the boat. They were built into the walls of the boat, bro. Yeah. Like that makes sense that that would happen to me. I I mean, it would. Why wouldn't it? It's like uh what the fuck is that movie? Like where you put two different things in like a teleporter and then they end up converging into each other because when a teleporter works, it theoretically takes all your particles apart and then re-puts them back together somewhere else. So if there's two things within that same chamber, even if it's a fucking boat, like there's a good chance that those particles may get re-put back together inside of each okay. other. Right. Yeah. Dude, it's all just the fabric of reality. And I'll tell you what, man, I love that you brought up that the Nazis were working on this because they were, and that's all a documented fact. I love how so many fucking conspiracies come back to the Nazis, and then every one of them has been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, like Operation Paperclip, we had to do that, or else like Russia was doing Russia, the same thing. Russia was gonna like trump everything, bro. The Russians with their space program was Nazi scientists. Yeah. You ever wonder how many things like one country was scared that another country was doing it when that other country was never even doing it in the first place? So like, one country hears another country's doing time travel, so they go, "Oh fuck, we don't want to be behind be behind in time travel." So they start time travel, not realizing that the other country never started in the first place. So now that country's like, "Fuck, they're starting time travel. We got to start time travel now." So it's like, I wonder how many things have been pushed like that with a matter of like one side thinking the other side was doing it, so both sides didn't want to be at loss, so they both did it. In <laughs> the beginning of time, the male moon ego. landings. The moon landings is a perfect example yeah. of that. Facts. 
I mean, dude, they thought like we thought, oh, if we can control somewhat like of our portion of outer space, like fuck being on land, like we can just nuke you from the moon, you know, and I, I'm somebody like I don't know what I think about the moon, to be honest with you. I personally don't think that we've ever gone. Um, I think that uh, I don't even know if it's a place that you can go to, dude. Who's to yeah. say that it's even a physical place? I think I, it is, but that's just me. But go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like we uh, we wanted to have a fail safe no matter what, whether or not we made it to the moon or not. So no matter what, we're going to have a video, whether you believe in conspiracies or not, you're, you're they're going to make a video so that Russia doesn't win. Exactly. Like, just looking at it from a literal sense, like why wouldn't America do that? No, the first moon landing, I fully believe, was staged. Thousand percent. However, do I believe we've been to the moon since? Yes. I mean, even if we physically went there the first time, you hear all the weird stories about them hearing like different voices and music and stuff. And they saw like different things on other side of the crater. So it's like if the original footage has all of that, then, of course, they're going to play the fake footage. And then the other weird part about it is that you ask NASA about the original footage and they say that they lost it. So why the fuck would NASA lose the original footage of going to the moon where the only thing left is the TV broadcast unless that wasn't the real moon landing. That was the fake broadcasted one that they didn't give a shit about and they have the real footage, but they're pretending like they lost it because they want people to think the real footage is the shit they just played on TV to make it look like we made it there no matter what. When again, we may have made it there, but shit was weird and we didn't want to fucking show all the weird shit going on. Bro, and if if there was no weird shit, there's no way that NASA just spent all these years, all these Nazis, all this money to get to the moon, and you fucking lost the footage. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you lost the fucking footage? And lost the technology of how to get back there, bro. But we're going to go to Mars, though. We, we don't have the technology for the moon, but we're going to go to Mars. Exactly. And Dude, that's... And that's... that. Let me tell you where... Okay, so before the podcast, I was talking to you about... Uh, me and Louisa, like I smoked some weed the other night and like I got real baked and like real kind of uh, conspiratorial with her. Mm. And we were talking about like, you know, the moon and the stars and all that stuff. And now I'm not somebody who is um, religious by any means. However, I do look at um, these, you know, the Bible, the Quran, like these things are spiritual practices. Um, and so I don't know, dude, I think like take a take a look at the bible like in the beginning god created like the sun moon and the stars and there was a firmament okay that's not exactly how it was said but that's a roundabout way of of how it goes okay the sun the moon the stars and the firmament okay so if you look at it from one perspective okay so there's the sun which we see there's the moon which we definitely see and then there's stars I, you could talk me into the sun and the moon being physical places. I'm not like super hard on that one way or another. But what I do think about the stars is, is that I don't think that these stars, planets, anything, any of these things that are considered stars are physical places that you can go to. I think that they are energies because if you look at a lot of them into like real um, uh, like zooming in cameras, if you look at them, um, and some of the, the telescopes and stuff like that, they look just like straight up fucking energies, bro. Like, have you ever mm-hmm. seen what the what Mars actually looks like? You ain't seeing no fucking big red craters, dude. It is a straight up light that looks like it's underwater, first of all. And it looks like it's reflecting, like, you know, whenever you're down, like, if the sun is shining and you're at the bottom of the pool, you can kind of see those little reflections. Yeah, the twinkle idea, right? That's, that's what you're talking that's, about, the light refraction? Exactly, yes. That is exactly what all these planets look like whenever you're zooming in on them in an actual telescope. Not relying on the same information that the 
that the um the the artist rendition of NASA like to to show everybody. Um, because that is a lot of it's too much bullshit. That's the same reason why we haven't got a clear shot of the earth, and it's always an artist rendition. So, the blue marble is not what you see today. And why is that? It's because that it's not it's a different fucking artist. So let, let me my, fuck you up for a minute. Sorry, I don't I don't mean to interrupt, but I just thought about this and I don't want to lose it. So going into possible simulation theory concepts, right? So going back to like biblical shit, they reference there being like a flat earth and a firmament, right? So of course in a video firmament, game, yes, not a flat earth though. But theoretically, people like to say that there's biblical ties to it. But anyways, like if you're you're playing a video game, of course, right? The first map is going to be basic. And then as time goes on, they're going to upgrade the map, right? So what if as we expand, if we are living in some type of simulation, whether it be an organic simulation or a computer simulation, it expands as we explore it. So you're looking at the stars, the moon, Mars, whatever. Not I don't want to say the moon, but like Mars as being like an energy and that's what it looks like what if it hasn't been like mapped because we haven't like been there does that make sense ready player one man yeah a thousand percent and to answer the whole firmament thing so here's my here's my two cents on firmament god created and the, the bible calls it firmament mm. which is where the flat earthers get the whole dome idea well right? and some people will say it's the van allen radiation belt which is plausible but at the same time i think that it's more than that i get you but here's what i believe that is okay i don't believe that space is a vacuum as we've been told mm. or at least not in the sense that we understand what a vacuum is okay is it a, a i believe that they're pretty much we are an air bubble inside of a fluid Okay, and I'm not saying necessarily water because gas can also be a fluid. Fluid is something that flows from point A to point B. You can pump gas into somewhere, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. So we're talking in the realm of gas. We're talking in the realm of liquid, whatever you want to call it. I believe that that is also the name for firmament. So hear me out. The dictionary definition of firmament is the heavens or the sky, especially when regarded as tangible things. Okay. Things we can physically touch. All right. So if we're talking about the firmament, I believe that space is a fluid that we may not exactly have the five senses to touch. Does that make sense? Okay. It's it's operate. It's kind of like saying uh, it's a sound wave that we can't hear, mm -hmm. right? Because we don't. Our ears are not attuned to what bats can hear. I believe the firmament is a fluid that we don't have the senses to physically understand i've never thought of that concept before that it's like there's things we can't perceive because our eyes can't do it there's things that we can't hear because our ears can't do it i've never thought of like the oh, aspect bro. of like we don't have the receptors to feel certain things think about that we only have five senses arguably six if you really tap into your soul or your third eye or whatever you want to call it you could argue that we have a six that's kind of what you like you know someone's looking at you even though you can't physically with any of your senses see that someone's looking at you even but the gut feelings too. You get like right. an energy off people and shit. It's like a, exactly. it's like a sense, you know. Exactly. But my point is also the five senses that we had, the five physical senses, we only have them within a certain spectrum. We only can see Roy G. Biv colors and the combinations of them. There are colors that we cannot see because our eyes can't. Dude, there's right? people that have taken psychedelics that have said that they've seen colors that are like uncomprehendable and they can't even like explain sure. the colors. So just off of that, like either your brain's creating it or those colors exist. And you're able to decipher them when you're on the right vibration for them. Exactly. And that's something that even in our physical world, this isn't like some woo-woo shit on a strictly animal kingdom spectrum, right? There are certain things that other animals do that we can't even understand what they're doing. The dog whistle is a perfect example of this. Okay. Your dogs will freak out when you blow this thing, but we can't hear it. Ultraviolet light with bees. They can see like flowers giving off ultraviolet light. We can't see that shit at all. And they exactly. know exactly which ones to go to. 
taste. Think about it, smells. There are smells that we don't have the receptors to see. So with that, with physical touch, there is certain elements. We only know of solids, liquids, gas, and the gel or plasma, wherever that fourth one they keep arguing about mm-hmm. is. That's only the ones that we can physically, tangibly touch. There are others out there all around us at all times that we can't see. And arguably, that would be the interdimensional things because we only operate on a three-dimensional plane, right? But there are dimensions all the way. There's math that equates to the 13th dimension. We know confirmed within our world, there is 13 dimensions all happening at the same time. And they're happening on wavelengths and frequencies and colors and sounds and things that we don't have the physical capabilities to understand or fathom. And that's just what those machines were able to pick up. Exactly. How do you explain color to a blind person? Okay, so what are you you trying to say that that is what the, the firmament may be? I believe that the firmament, they came up with a word, but they're referring to the skies. They're referring to space as a tangible thing. I believe that space is a fluid. It is a tangible thing, but we as human beings do not have the senses to actually recognize it or understand what it is. Because how do you explain color to a blind person? Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, too, just even like light in general. Like, how would you classify that? Like, clearly, it's something that's able to fill up a space. It's not a gas. It's not a liquid. It's not a solid. So, like, what definition would you give something like light that clearly has the ability of these other, ele- or the, of these other, like... If we're going to get technical by our laws of physics, light is a reaction, right? Like, fire is not an element, but it is a reaction that happens whenever two elements rub so hard that friction happens, and then, boom, they combust. It's a reaction. But light is a byproduct of reactions as a rule but i hear what you're saying and you're right you think about it from this perspective and you really start to the veil just not even talking some crazy woo-woo stuff scientifically the veil really goes away from you and you realize there are so many things happening all around us at all times that we don't understand so we had um dave weiss on the notorious flat earther guy And he brought up a lot of very intriguing, um, mind-bending thoughts as far as space goes. Now, I I know that a lot of people can't really vibe with the flat Earth stuff, but if you listen, but if you listen to a lot of his space things, they'll start to have the gears turning in your mind. And something that he was saying is, is that he showed us what a a Mach one was showing, or like how fast it could go, and it was like zoom, and it just. Dude, look like a thousand miles an hour. The, sound, right? the speed of sound, right? Right, and so you, we can't, we couldn't even like see that with our naked eye. That's how fast it was going, right? But they say that you know, I don't know how many thousands of miles, but we're we're going around the sun so many thousand miles of an hour of hour uh, per hour. Um, we are spinning so many thousand thousand miles per hour. We're all like the 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 universe is expanding so many thousands or million miles an hour. All while, whenever you look outside, dude. And if that's always been the case, how is it that we see the same exact constellations every single year, dude, every single day? Like if you go out and you look up at the sky tonight and then you mark it, look, a year from now, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to take a picture right now. I'm going to take a picture uh, a year from now. They're going to be the same exact fucking stars. How is that possible? If we're shooting through space that far and that fast, how is that possible and we still see the same exact stars. How is it possible that we don't run into other planets? How is it possible that we don't see other solar systems or other galaxies or anything like that? How is it possible that we're still seeing fucking Orion's belt? How can we still see the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper if we're going that fast, dude? And they the are universe? also doing their thing there that fast as exactly. well. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. It's and, a very interesting concept. And so man. it's so strange. Whenever I mean, dude, I just think about it like that right there is 
is breaking through the matrix. Whenever you at least let your mind tease itself with that. Like, okay, we know that NASA is full of shit. Right. We know that Big Pharma is full of shit. Right. We know that um, the, the Rockefeller school system is made to fool us. Mm-hmm. So why is it that whenever we get confirmation and we look up and we're using our senses and, and our, um, you know, uh, what we can see for ourselves. Oh, dude, common sense. Yeah. When we're using our common sense and, and they're saying that it's wrong, like, I don't know, dude. I Whenever I look up at something, I don't, whenever I look up at the night sky, dude, I don't look up and say, oh, wow, it's so crazy. We're, we're on this tiny little planet and, you know, like we're zooming through this, the, the universe and all this other bullshit. I look up and I'm like, oh, the stars look pretty cool tonight. Right. You know, I don't think that, oh, I wonder what's going on on that planet. I'm not saying that oh, these aren't. Yeah, I'm not doing the same shit. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm not saying that these are physical planets. I'm saying maybe they're vibing at a different level that is very different from our physical reality. And maybe they are there. Maybe there's thousands, millions, billions, trillions of Ooh. other beings out there that are just at a different frequency that is not physical like how we see it. A fuck we like this. Your boy that did a 20, as you said, mm-hmm. he was living with a colony on Mars. Uh, he was at Mars, and then he said that he was at some colony called uh, Ceres. I don't remember exactly where he said the location was, but it wasn't Mars because he it was past Mars because he went from the moon to Mars to the Ceres colony. Well, was he a human? Yes. Oh, it was his life he was living? Okay, okay, okay. Yep. I'm with you. He I was, he was say, in his his still himself, his physical body, like he was plucked um, out of his moment in time, lived this life, and then was thrown back into when he was taken in the first place. Well, then hold on, hear me out on this theory. What if life is on Mars right now? but they're operating on the fourth dimension. We just see the ball of rust up there because that's the only three-dimensional object that we could recognize right there. I, what if there's whole civilizations, wars, families, all of that operating on a fourth-dimensional plane that we can't actually see? We and, just see their planet. And they're wondering like, if there's life on Earth. Right. They look at us. They see a ball of water with some dirt, and they're like, damn, I wonder what's happening there. You know, like We should probably send somebody over and check it out, and maybe they do. And maybe that being is an ethereal being on the fourth dimension that we can't even perceive. Dude, I've always wondered too, if it's like, um, shit, I like, I had a good train of thought and I fucking, Damn it, I'm it. sorry, man. We're going on some weird shit tonight. Yeah, no, we're, we're branching out. Oh no, that's what it was. What if like, okay, so we're, we see things as being carbon based, correct? So like, what if, on another planet, things aren't carbon-based. What so, if they're potassium-based? Yeah, right. they're, they're fully living a full life, but it's not comprehensible by even... us. Exactly. And then our we're... life and what we're doing isn't comprehensible by them because they don't understand carbon-based beings. Because they're on a whole different periodic table. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're not breathing oxygen. They're breathing something we've never even heard of before. Well, dude, we know that like Earth has certain elements. Like Just going by you know the conspiratorial thing about how you know maybe aliens brought us here to mine for gold i'm right? still like, on if that man if there's mm-hmm. really like legit like shit with that and i'm not saying there is or isn't but if there is then that's to say that we have elements here that no other planet does and so going by whatever you know maybe they're not carbon based maybe they are you know anything other based that is not carbon and uh, I mean, obviously, dude, if they're on a whole nother planet, that means their energy is totally different. That's why whenever you look up and like and you're looking up the astrology, I'm not talking about your fucking horoscope at yet horoscope.com yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But if you actually type in like your name and, you know, where you were born and the time and all that other shit and exactly where the stars were and the sun and all that other bullshit, it is strikingly eerie about how spot on some of those things can be, dude. Like if you actually yeah, get dude. 
you you actually get your chart done by somebody or like by somebody who's a professional at reading, you know, charts and shit. Dude, it is so strange. And so why is it that whenever we look up in the sky and whenever we're born, those energies somehow have made us into the exact person and life path that we were going to go down. But then, you know, Earth, like we're all born on Earth. What's what's the actual energy of Earth? Why isn't why is it that these other stars and these other uh, other energies are determining our life and not the actual earth. I always thought that was kind of strange. Well, this is a weird concept I was thinking of while you were saying that. So you're talking about everything like moving around, but or like earth spinning and everything not moving as it should. So theoretically going, I guess, kind of back into simulation theory or just in being in some type of like, I don't know, just like organic uh, simulation, I guess you could say. What if like we're the fixed point and everything rotates around us. And it's not that um like there's other I've life on believe that. Yeah, there's not that there's other life on other planets. It's outside of this program or whatever the fuck it is that we're in. And that's why we perceive everything the way that we do. Like Earth is the center of everything, is because in this setup that we're in or in this reality that we're in, maybe we are the center. It's almost like uh do you guys ever watch Futurama? Hell yeah. yeah. You know how the ship works, where it works with black matter, where the ship doesn't move at all, but it moves the universe around the ship, right? Like, what if that's Earth? What if everything moves around us? And that's why we never feel any movement is because from our perspective, we think everything's rotating. But realistically, we're the fixed or we think Earth is rotating. But realistically, we're the fixed point and everything is rotating around us. And that's why the constellations all happen to stay the same as years go on. It sure as fuck seems like that. <laughs> uh, from an observer's per- perspective or right? what if our sun was the big bang and everything is extending away from us we're not spinning they're not spinning that's why they're staying in the same fixed location but they're shooting farther and farther away from us bro so those two are the fixed expanding. point yeah they're the sun and the earth are the fixed point yeah and then it all stems out from there and the only reason we get caught up in that fixed point is because we're close to the sun but the sun right. is the center of everything right right it's- and so I think that there's like a little bit of truth in everything like as far as like yeah, we might not be flat earthers, but what Dave and other flat earthers present as far as, you know, the universe, it sparks curiosity to what if. And that's the great thing about a lot of conspiracies that we go over. Like, yeah, we've done like 160 some odd podcasts. Dude, if if somebody believes one of them, it warps your mind into thinking completely different than what your normal perspective was. And that's the beauty of it. Like, no, we're not like some crazy tinfoil hat wearing like psychopaths or anything like that. Like we're not, we're not thinking that Armageddon is about to happen. I mean, maybe it will, maybe it won't. It's better to be prepared if it is. But, um, but at the same time, dude, conspiracies in general are a way to, first of all, not only be entertained because a lot of them are, but it's also a way to learn something and have your mind molded in a different way that you didn't think would ever happen. It's like a mental workout. That's how I kind of try to see it. Is that it's yeah. like if the brain is a muscle, how would you work it out other than thinking in patterns in different ways that you don't normally think? And then like once you trick your brain to think like that, it's almost like you can't turn it off. Cause I don't know about you guys, bro, but I'll be watching anything. I'll see symbols for like a business and I'll like look past it and see hidden messages like within that shit. You know what I mean? It's like you start warping into that perspective. Like I'll fucking see like a bus ad and I'll be like, there's a 666 right there. Uh, They're purposely doing this where this thing's sitting on that shoulder because it's supposed to represent the right and left pillar. Like you'll start seeing through shit and it's almost like you'll see repeating things so many times that it stops being coincidence and you start 
like almost knowing that it's intentional, that they're purposely yeah. putting these things in these certain patterns and certain forms. And I love how humans across all spans of time have done something similar, right? They all have had very similar things happen. You talk about the building of the pyramids, right? From different cultures all around the world doing the exact same thing, but in their own way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I like the interconnectedness of it all, man. Yeah, absolutely. Now, that's that's humans that were operating strictly off of their human nature, off of what they knew to be true, right? That was without outside influences. That was humans at their base self. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I dig it. But I mean, like the pyramid concepts, like getting into a whole other topic, bro. Like, yeah, I know. I don't know. That one just kind of came to me and I was like, you know what? That's also kind of connected to everything, too. We're talking about the universe. We're talking about how things roll. We're talking about what we can perceive and how we're working out our brains to be a certain thing. But you got to think back to the people who didn't have any influence on their brains to think one way or another. Right. Mm -hmm. It's wild to think about. It all goes back to mushrooms. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I was going to I lost track of it halfway through. And I remember what I was going to say. You're talking about the Anunnaki thing earlier. Right. And us being created to be a slave race to mine gold. Right. It's so, a wild one to go down, man. And it checks out. Dude, it really checks out. You want to get mind fucked a little bit. One thing I've been thinking about lately is, so they talk about how they tried to put their DNA with different animals, right? Yes. That's why the Bible talks about Nephilim. Yep. So another idea, what if, okay, go, do you guys follow like any type of like Hindu stuff at all? Like, yes. you know about it? Yes. So you know about like the pig people concept, right? Yeah, dude. So, what if Anunnaki mixed DNA with multiple things to create stuff, right? What if we never came from primates? We were pulled from pigs, and that's how we are how we are. Going into cryptids, what if they were different different things they tried out that didn't work? Like, they tried to mix their DNA with a wolf, created a dog man. Tried to mix their DNA with an ape, created Sasquatch. Where we're looking at it as, like, this is the human DNA, but it was never the human DNA in the first place. It was the Anunnaki DNA mixed with other shit. And that's why we have all these upright walking things is it could be what's left of other races that they attempted to create. That checks out with Sasquatch, too, because the Anunnaki were an all-powerful race of people. They could communicate telepathically. Bro, our boy says the Sasquatch and Dogman, they speak telepathically. Yes, yes. So if they are the hybrids of, of Anunnaki uh, lab experiments that they decided to dog off, right? Mm -hmm. Realistically, they would be able to communicate with us telepathically. That's wild. Even That's the reptilians, bro. The reptilians yeah. would still work, too, because they could have been creating them to make an underground mining type of race Why where maybe they're intended to work with the humans, but they didn't get along or whatever the fuck, so they just pushed them farther underground. And the reptilians walking upright would actually be, again, Anunnaki DNA mixed with some type of reptilian DNA. Oh, dude, and that would also explain mermaids, too. Yeah. Mermaids are a thousand percent real. Mermaids are the half fish, half, you know what I'm saying? It was an experiment that they did, and do you know that the that the ocean holds an insane amount of gold that if we were able to extract it, it would cover the entire Earth's surface of land to our knees in gold. Dude, all right. So, so what if the mermaids, it's so rich in gold, they only needed so many. They didn't have to make some sort of crazy number of them. Dude, so, they could have just created different races to do different types of terrain, too. Like, they could have did humans for this. They could have did aquaforian, you know, fucking mermaids for mining in the water. They could have did reptilians uh, for mining in the ground. This they is one of my done... favorite topics, dude. <laughs> okay, so we look at just, like, uh, the, smallest, the smallest example of how, like, this all makes sense. Dude, look at dogs. Like, if all dogs came from one dog, I know some people say that it wasn't from the wolf. I don't know if it is or isn't. It was decidedly but from if, the wolf. If, it, okay. if all dogs came from one dog, 
then look at um, a boxer and a bulldog mm-hmm. and a shih tzu and a greyhound right. and a fucking husky, right? Like all these different, such different dogs. They're still dogs. Same concept of um, people. We all came from Adam and Eve and look at us. We have how many different races? We have how and, many different body styles? We have how many different? Yeah, absolutely. And certain dogs are good for certain things and other dogs are good for other things. Right. Like you have police dogs. That's like the German shepherds. Yeah. Right? They're, they're very easily trained and they're very aggressive, all of that. But where, I think that's also where the human evolution thing comes from. Whereas a boxer was yeah. raised to like watch over your, your uh, sleeping babies. That's what the boxers were. Pit bulls. They're originally called pit nanny boxes. dogs. And then they right. changed yeah. their name to pit bulls once they started using them for fighting and shit. Yeah. Right. Right. And so they're bred a certain way to to do certain things to help you. Right. But they're also so, animals that don't have free will. Keep r- that in mind. I, I, mm, I don't know about that. Really? I don't know. You think dogs have free will? Well, they only don't have free will because humans have control over them. If dogs were just on this planet by themselves, for example, they, they would, would be make off their own decisions, and do whatever the fuck they want. They would run off of instincts, not intellect. They, I, that's not free will. That's that's primal baser needs. Think of the caveman versus the homo sapiens sapien. But so, I mean, where uh, does that combination stop, though? Because it's like dogs want affection. That isn't necessarily a primal urge. They play out of like, so where, where does like that consciousness level break between primal and that? Because it's like you look at something like a tarantula. They're 100% runoff instinct. They don't remember you. They don't know nothing about you. They're just eating, and that's it. Dogs and other animals like that, they um, they like to enjoy things in life. So isn't that conscious, but maybe not as conscious as us, but still conscious enough to not be running off a of primal instinct because they still do things they enjoy. Like dogs just fucking around in water and shit. They're not doing that off primal instinct. They're doing it because they like doing it, you know? Dogs are something that anybody who's ever had a dog, loved a dog, has been able to look into that dog's eyes and see its soul, bro. Like, that's the way, like, I've looked into my dog's eyes, dude, the way, like, dude, if I'm sad, he knows to come, like, fucking come rub up on Mm. me and cuddle up against me. If I'm pissed, he knows to fucking get away. Maybe a lot of that, maybe it is animal instinct. I don't know. I don't know exactly what animal instincts are, but at the same time, like, dogs the reason why i brought up dogs in the first place sorry yeah, was, we got because, off on tangent. <laughs> was because and this is all going back to the mermaids okay dogs eventually evolved into all the different breeds that there are now if they all came from one or two or three dogs right mm. there wasn't some fucking ancient egyptian uh there wasn't some ancient egyptian chihuahua you know that didn't exist <laughs> Like that, that was something that was bred over time. Some, had, somehow it just got there. They had Egyptian hounds, actually. So, that's where Anubis comes from. Sure. Yeah. There was yeah. dogs. Yeah. They, I mean, they wouldn't even have a fucking purpose for a chihuahua. Same as cats, you know what I'm man. Saying? The Egyptians praised cats and there was all, how many different breeds? Right. And no so doubt. what I'm saying is, is that if they evolved just over the time, who's to say that the original humans, whatever we were, I don't know if I believe that we came from monkeys. I don't think that that's real. I don't believe so. Um, But I think that Who's to say that, you know, maybe something happened. Maybe it was the Great Flood. Maybe mm-hmm. it was uh, some kind of uh, world-ending thing, uh, some kind of apocalyptic event. And some people went for the hills and some people went for the water. Because, dude, if you watch, there are some people, dude, and I shit you not, there are some people that can literally hold their breath underwater for like 30 minutes. Bro, you, it's the fucking tribe. Yeah, they're yeah. from like Africa or some shit. They live like right on the water and they can... They're- like in the depths of Asia, man, or like oh, that's way, what it was. Yeah, they are like the Bali people. I think they're called whatever the fuck they're it is called. Insane free diving for 30 minutes to spearfish. It's unreal. And so what I'm saying is, dude, if you did that your entire life, yeah, 
your body would adapt just like the dogs adapted, just like we've adapted over time. Our bodies are physical fucking earthly things. It's going to adapt with the earth one way or another. And so like you look at fucking like some people went to the water. Okay. Maybe it started out. Maybe they could hold it for five minutes. And then, you know, the next generation could hold it for 20 minutes. And then the next generation could hold it for an hour. And then the next generation was just like, fuck it. It's much safer under here. Let's just stay under here and figure out how to do it. All we got to do is just be able to convert the H2O just into oxygen and fucking there we go. We got something figured out. And I guarantee you, dude, because I've seen it done, dude, with my own eyes, I've seen people be able to hold their breath for that long. And how they describe it is they say that they're converting the H2O into oxygen and they're somehow in taking that oxygen thus allowing them to stay under. So if you were that kind of person over time that eventually evolved in some kind of mermaid being, um, I don't think it's that crazy that you'd grow a fin. I mean, I don't think it's that crazy that you'd like have fucking sharp ass hunting teeth. I mean, you, you know? see it in people too. I mean, people evolve to their regions, like people that are from African descent, their skin's darker, so they don't burn as easy in the sun and their hair releases heat. Then you got white people where our skin is intended to pull in anything that it can from the sun. That's why our skin's so light. We grow beards to keep warm because we're intended for colder regions. Like even looking at it for people that don't necessarily believe in like the mermaid concept, it's like you see people already taking traits by races depending on the region they lived in. And that's why they developed that way. So who's to say again, like you were saying that like one didn't stay in Africa and their skin got darker. One didn't move to the north and their skin got light. One didn't move to the water and they ended up right. developing some type of scale. One, you know, and that's also where I believe the the line of personally believe the line of human evolution starts and ends it started in my opinion okay with, with two people okay and that makes for i mean it makes sense and this goes back to my faith and i i this isn't talked about much but it's my personal belief that uh adam and eve fucked up so bad that god forced inbreeding okay i think that's also what the portion of the great flood was from because okay. think about it, there's only like what four families on the ark and there was no other people on earth because everybody died and drowned. I think God realized, yeah, I made him a little too smart. I need to, I need to fix that. Do you That's go into the flood like concept? Do I believe the flood? Yeah. Oh, no, I meant, do you go into the flood concept that it happened because of the fallen angels trying to breed with humans and him trying to get rid of like the Nephilim and shit like that? Oh, all right. So personally, I, yeah, I do. I believe. Uh, all right. This is going to go on a tangent, but here we go. Okay. So, I love I tangents. Believe as scripture tells us, Lucifer rose up against God. God smacked him down. Boom. Satan's whole job now is to fuck up God's creation. Okay. Because he knows how the story ends. Nobody knows the Bible better than the devil. I promise you. Okay. So he's got to do everything in his power to fuck that up. Okay. So what's the first thing he did? The demonly host that was kicked out with them. He told them, go out and breed with everything. We are going to corrupt all of the living DNA on this earth to where we just ruined God's plan, right? Boom. So he did. And that's also where I believe dinosaurs come from. That's a super other tangent, but I'm just going to throw it out, which is why they all died in the flood, mm. in my opinion. You think dinosaurs so, died in the flood? Like they were around oh, no, 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 humans no. before? Uh, there has actually been found 318 statues of humans riding triceratops that date back to like 3000 BC, suggesting that humans and dinosaurs lived at the same time. Because how would they have known? Co yeah, coexisted. How would they have known what a triceratops looked like if it was underground, buried as a skeleton? There's some things in North America too, where there's some cave depictions of different types of dinosaurs, and I think one of them includes a person riding one. 
And it, it like when you go back to those ancient people, it's like, how the fuck would they just come up with this thing that happened to have existed thousands of years later unless they physically saw it and knew that it existed in the first place? And I believe that God had to fix that. So he took a direct descendant of Adam and Eve, because I believe he also made Adam and Eve special because he needed to keep them pure. And if you follow the, the trail down, I also believe that led to the bloodline of Jesus, like directly through King David. And there's a whole thing about that. But anyway, so that happened. Boom. Flood. He only had four families and two of every animal that he could fit on the ark. Right. Sick. OK, so how many times could they have bred before you have nothing but like inbreeding? Right. And then know, those dude. children go out into the world, go to different regions and they they take up different what we now call ethnicities i would call physical traits mm -hmm. but yes we are all connected and we are all the same um family so i think that the ark is a story that has been told over and over and over again oh and through different religions and, and yes. cultures because it's true everybody acknowledges that a flood happened but i don't think that the initial story was that there was a, an actual wooden boat with two of every animal i think that it's all like dude you go through like uh, I mean, all the different religions like Greek and all that other yeah, shit, man. right? Like it Gilgamesh all, it all goes yeah. back to stories of the stars. It all goes back to it. I like we had a guest on that went on a fucking tear about this topic and it was so interesting. Yes. And we lost it. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he kept on wearing like this fucking, what are those like early 2000s, like, like shell necklaces? Mics. Yeah, it was a clip on mic, and every time he moved, it was like a necklace was banging on the mic. It, it just, ooh. yeah, the audio came out like trash, so we didn't but. want to put it out. But, um, but anyway, yeah, dude, I think that like, dude, as far as as long as humans have been on Earth, there has been stars in the sky, and there's been people who, that observe these stars, right? And so, like, dude, the stars will tell you, oh, is it time to reap? Is it time to harvest? Is it time to fucking whatever, right? And so, like, and, and it go, all goes back to, like, you know, your star chart and all that shit. Whenever you're born, it knows your life path and all that. Dude, the stars in general, I mean, I, people have made stories about them. And why no. do you make stories other than, why do you write down a story or why do you make up a story other than to remember it a different way? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So whenever you look up at the star in the, in the sky and, uh, like, I, I don't know, dude, it just, it, it makes more sense that these are just star stories to remember when to grow and and fucking reap all your crops and amongst other things. That. But that's like it makes more sense. Yeah. Like as you. far like that's believable to me, like some like some dude building a big ass fucking boat like to house two of every bug animal fucking thing so, out there. Hear me out. I believe that the Bible is a resource, right? It's our it's our instruction manual. I also believe that God made sure that what was in it was what we needed. Okay. It's our portion. Sure. Nothing more, nothing less. He gave us exactly what he needed us to have. Similarly, how would you explain to a four-year-old where babies come from? Keep in mind, I said a four-year-old. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're not going to go into the nitty gritty, of course. Okay. Okay. What you'd say is something that they can digest. They can understand. You'd say when mommy and daddy really love each other, daddy holds mommy really tight and a baby grows in mommy's tummy. Mm -hmm. That was not a lie. I just said, I just left out all the science because her right. four-year-old brain can't perceive it. Okay. Okay. I believe that the Bible is our four-year-old explanation because our brains could not possibly fathom what is actually going on and what you know what i'm saying right but i mean no, shit, we can't even perceive god technically 
that's my point. Right. But at the same time, no. Noah was like a real dude who yes. told the story. So it wasn't some kind of story that he was like trying to say in a light way like you would a kid. I, my point is the story that got passed down to me, the one that we can read now. Okay. Yeah. Is it exactly verbatim, word for word, what happened and what went down? I personally believe that it is enough. I need to accept that that is what's correct. Okay. That's me. Now, there's, I'm sure there's a lot more that goes with it. I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. But I mean, there could be a lot of like language barrier too. Just like one I always like to use is just like the burning bush could have literally meant burning a bush and like smoking a bush. But it's just like it's been translated through so many different languages and so many different languages have so many different words for things that it may not be that it's intentionally pulled away from the original meaning. But just because of being lost in translation through languages, the meaning has changed from us, not from the book itself, if that makes sense. I fully believe this thousand percent. But then also that's where the corruption can happen because men have greedy hearts. Right. You can just leave a line out here, add an extra line in there. (laughs) Right. Why not? Because you have men that will start a religion. okay, a, a sect, a denomination, if you will. And they will find a way to fill the gaps in with what they want and control everyone. Dude, it it all really a lot of it really goes back to like whenever the the Christians were trying to take on the pagans, yeah. right? They were trying to like invite them in. Look, this is the real the real truth. You know, this is the word of God. You know, Jesus and all that stuff. But the pagans were so stuck on what they believed, all their pagan beliefs and all their pagan like rituals and stuff like that, sure. right? Sure. So what did the Christians do? Well, they just incorporated a lot of the pagan things. Okay. And so I think that that's really what's gone on just over time. Absolutely. That the Bible has not even just the Bible, but truth in general has just been like, okay, well, this isn't really what happened, but it's going to make you happy. So we're going to tell you that portion of it so that it makes sense to you so that you accept it. Yeah. And so I don't know. I think that uh, the history is just a lie agreed upon. Yeah. I mean, going into like, I guess you can kind of look at it as like a pro-Christian idea. Like, were were the was the Book of Enoch acknowledged as part of the Bible back when they were trying to rid the pagans? And if that's so, were they viewing it as these pagan gods may have actually been the fallen angels that they tricked these people into perceiving them as gods? So it's like it would make sense how they kind of like converted the two into each other because technically. They would both come from Christian beliefs. It's just a matter of like perspective on how you're looking at it. You know what I mean? It is. But then also, what if they also used certain denominations have saints? What if they also use that as a conversion technique? Oh, your God did this. Well, we have a saint so-and-so that did it. See, we're saying the same thing in different ways, man. But even that too, it could be the same person. Like my, my view on a lot of religions is I feel like they're all based on the same thing with different names and perspectives of things depending on people's views and where they're from. So like this saint could be the same as this God could be the same as this God could be the same as this God, but it's just all different religions have a different name for the same exact being because of their perspective of it. And of course, even just drawing renditions too, like you're coming from a place that's like an English nation. Of course, they're going to draw these gods based on beards, white males, things like that. And then you go into like, you know, Aztecs, for example, and they're going to draw them looking like Aztec people because Snake that's their perspective on it. And, right. What they have around them. No doubt. Exactly. You go back to the most ancient of ancient religions and they all base like solely 
it's it, i saw this little documentary on it. it was extremely fascinating they are all based off of sun worship the worship of the sun because when you look at man in its most primal state the sun provides us with plants that we eat and that animals eat and we eat the animals so everything we have comes from the sun so that was always a big thing right and then you had uh the moon so you had a, a masculine and then you had a feminine and there was a, a yin and yang, a balance to it all. It, it's really fascinating how the ancient religions all came across this in their own way. And then all of them somehow had their version of like a virgin birth. I mean, even just going off of just like a misuse of words, sun gods you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus is the son of God. Could that have been something that just got lost in translation that we're referring to the same thing it's just a matter of perspective and just how it's been translated through the years also i mean every time you see a picture of jesus he has what looks to be a sun around his head mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but also know. you want to talk about lost in translation his name wasn't even jesus his what was it yeshua what is it yeshua think of joshua yeshua? with a y there's no j in the e in the hebrew language do you think they changed that because um yes yeah, it was purposeful because that was his name. It sounded too Jewish. They wanted to make it a more Christian name, so they renamed it so that they could separate from the Jewish people because obviously yes, they were the ones that killed percent. him. Okay, go to Israel right now. Find me a Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul. I'll wait. I'll I'll wait patiently for you to come with that. No, but you will find like the ancient Hebrews had names, right? Nehemiah, Zechariah, Habakkuk. You had these. Now I'm not saying these names are still in use today. What I'm saying is it's renditions of those names. Those names of the apostles and of like the major key players are the most European sounding names I've ever heard in my life. But Jesus, that that's a conspiracy in and of itself we could talk about, because have you ever heard the phrase, there's power in the name of Jesus? Yeah. I want you to really let that one marinate on you for a minute, bro, because the guy's name was Yeshua of Nazareth. That's why every time you look at a picture of a crucifix, it's I-R or I-N-R-I. It was supposed to be Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews in Latin. It would have been an R because Rex is king. Okay, so it was I-N-R-I. -I. There's an I in the Hebrew language. That's why Joseph starts with an I. So where did the, the name Jesus come from? Like, where what was this? What was we like would have to do an that? entire whole other show on that topic, sir. <laughs> we, we, we could talk for three hours on this. So I do know one thing about this, though. Yeah. As to the the name change, yeah, you know whether it was Jesus or Yeshua or it was um, Yeshua. That's a historical fact, by Jehovah or whatever, right? Like, no matter what the real name is and what we call it now, mm -hmm. they're two totally different sounding things. Yeah. So everything in the universe is vibration. Yeah. Every single thing in the universe, on this planet, everything is vibration. You're whenever, literally on the money right whenever, now with why they chose this word. Yes. Whenever we speak, bro, it, it, like. You can picture a fucking harp down in in your in your stomach and it's striking a chord. That's why what we have inside of us are organs. And so every single time that we speak, we are literally speaking with our vocal cords. We're playing a fucking instrument, basically, as we're speaking. Mm -hmm. Jesus and Yeshua not only sound totally different, they give off a different vibration as far as like how my tongue flicks whenever I'm trying to say it. The way you feel when you say the word, bro. Yeah. When you say the word Jesus, you are emitting a certain frequency within you. You're emitting certain feelings. Okay. Yeah. It's like a calming, like bring it yeah. in kind of feeling, right? Yeshua does not do that. 
those syllables together. Look, like I said, we would have to do an entire show on this. I think they made it into Jesus whenever they wanted to turn turn him into a rock star. At the Council of Nicaea. I, I was going to say, it's a matter of whitewashing, too, because, like, look at all the depictions of Jesus. Obviously, he wasn't a fucking white dude. Bro, you know the main picture they use is actually Prince Bartholomew of Portugal? Really? I was hearing something that it was, like, Da Vinci's, like, secret boyfriend or some shit. Like oh, yes, yes, Here yes. We go. I've heard this. Okay, bro. <laughs> Look, I tell you what, I've never seen a Jewish guy look like the one that we know, see on the portrait. Okay, I'm sorry. He, I've never seen a white-skinned, uh, sometimes strawberry, blondish, brown hair, uh, blue-eyed white guy in Jerusalem. I'm sorry. I, have, I definitely don't believe that would have been the case 2,000 years of a carpenter. I'm just going to throw that out. It's all very strange, dude. And that's why, like, whenever I go to question things, it's not because, like, I'm not somebody who hates any religion oh, at man. all, dude. I'm I'm very open to a lot of it. Actually, a lot of my beliefs are based on certain religions and spiritual ways of thinking. Um, and so I look at it and I say, okay, what's bullshit and what did they really mean by that? Mm-hmm. What did that what does that really mean? Whenever like there was a flood and there was a boat and it, and he saved every one of every or two of everything. What does that mean? I'm trying to coagulate it and swish it around in my mouth a little bit like trying to figure out the bare bones to it. What yeah. is that, What exactly does that mean? I don't really know what the hell it means, but it makes you think in another way. I don't think that a lot of the things that we look at in the Bible and all these other um, spiritual books, I don't know if they're meant to be taken literal, like literally physical. Do you think that I, it's a matter of like, so if you perso- like m- make something into a person, people will take it more to heart. So like, If you had everybody that knew this flood was coming and they were creating boats and they had their family on it and they had their livestock on it, that doesn't make as good of a story as like one particular person. And it's not that it's like intended to like pull away from the original story. It's just that concept of like, uh, like you hear about a bunch of things where it'll be like multiple people doing one thing through history and then they end up coming up with like a name that they just will say that all these things were done by this one person just so that they can like put a face behind an action happening. Like what if that's what happened with like the Bible and the great flood was that everybody that knew this was coming did it, but they wanted to put it under one face. So you can be like, that's the guy that did that. And it just makes that like hero concept where it like gets people going. Like I can do this because that one man did it kind of a thing, you know, dude, I think that back then, it was much more like commonplace um, to to have um, psychedelics, like have psychedelic experiences. Um, I think that like, dude, if you look back, like if you if you look into some of the wine that they used to drink back in the day, bro, oh, yeah. like all the prophets and shit, there was fucking mushrooms in it, bro. Look at the Greeks too. that wine that the Greeks used to drink had psychoactive properties to it. So it's like when you see the the Greeks drinking wine in like old movies, things like that. Like it's not intended to be like wine as we know it. That's like a psychedelic wine. Oh, bro. You look at the festival every year where they all drink that shit. And it was just like a custom that everybody would basically have a trip together once a year. Bro. You look at the Oracle of Delphi, right? And she had this like vapor around her at all times. She was burning ayahuasca. You look at, uh, in Rome, Actually, this might be Greece, too. It's called the dream fish, and it still swims in the water today. If you eat this, uh, its brain, you trip balls. Was that the thing that uh, Hamilton was talking about where he was going around and trying to find it? If you guys ever watched Hamilton's Pharmatopia, where there was uh-uh. like this supposed psychedelic fish. 
it's real. Uh, you can look it up. It's called the dream fish, and it's it's not a le- illegal or anything to eat this fish. It's just like nobody does it. You should look into that episode and see if it's the uh, same fish that you're talking about. But yeah, Har- Hamilton's Pharmatopia, and he it, the whole premise of that show is he just goes around the planet like figuring out about different psychedelics and like researching them. Dude, do you know that dolphins get high off of eating a uh, blowfish? Yeah, and then surprise me, dude. They sea do. turtles they, they... get high off of jellyfish. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we all just want to be high. Dude, I mean, that's why the uh, they make the t- uh, turtle a stoner in Finding Nemo's because he's bouncing off the jellyfish and shit. If you catch that drift, like that's what they're intending it to be was that they get high off fucking jellyfish. Oh, <laughs> far out. That dude. is why I never knew that. Yeah. I never heard that before. That's wild. Yeah, dude. It only God. makes sense. And so, like, dude, if you think about it, and this will kind of take us back to the pineal gland and stuff like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't DMT and the pineal gland kind of work together? Yeah. All right. So whenever we're where our pineal gland is not calcified, which means we're we're enabling our mind and our body to experience more DMT trips, aka like dreams or seeing beyond the veil, anything like that. So <laughs> it's like you got DMT as you're a little kid, right? And then you know, as the years go on, it you know, it kind of gets calcified and then you do things to decalcify it. And back then, you know, way back in the day, whenever they were writing the Bible and a lot of other, you know, uh, religious texts, dude, they were drinking fucking mushroom wine. They were probably doing something with marijuana. Like what I'm saying is, is that I think that a lot of these um, spiritual, a lot of the spiritual knowledge has been had. It, it can only be had through the use of of mushrooms maybe a little weed maybe it's the natural dmt that secretes in your brain these things are like our antennas to be able to reach the truth of the other side because dude i don't know about anybody else here but have you ever had a mushroom trip or i mean i've I've done mushrooms a few times very very awesome times dude that shit seems way more real than what we consider reality and why why is it that we have receptors that are purposely intended for picking up these things specifically like you have thc receptors in your brain that are specifically only intended for picking up thc so if we weren't intended to consume thc why do we have those receptors dude listen to here because it's not the weed that's actually making us high right it's not even the the religions alone bro look at philosophy okay can you name three philosophers off the top of your head from any time period doesn't matter go I probably can, but I smoked a little bit. Okay. Socrates. Okay. Um, let's go with Plato. I'm probably okay. just all gonna do Greek ones because okay. that's just what comes to mind right off the bat. Oh, right. let's let's mix it up. Let's do niche. Okay. All right. What year time frame was niche? I think that was that was the World War II, so like 1940s. Okay. Well, that doesn't work for the example. I was actually it does. All right. I'm gonna use that one. All right. So look. Every time that we had philosophers put pen to paper to put down deep thoughts that we could still find relevant today, right? You're Mm. talking about ancient Greeks that were taking mushroom wine, right? Yes. You look at Romans who were doing this psychedelic fish, and they had all the other types of psychedelics in their wines, of course. You look at um, the, uh, damn, what was that time frame? Uh, It was a period in time when, like, Venice was the shit, when, like, everybody was getting out of the Dark Ages. The Enlightenment. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. You had the Enlightenment. Then you kind of gave a little time gap. Then you got like Voltaire in the Middle Ages, right? When people were experimenting with other types of shit. When things got popular in that regard is when the philosophers really put pen to paper and had a lot of what we know is the basis of like morals. I mean, even looking into like modern day, I guess you can call them philosophers in a sense, but like Timothy Leary, psychedelics, um, 
what what the fuck? I'm brain farting on his name right now. I can see his face. The mushroom guy. Look at society as well. Yeah, today you're talking about niche, right? From the 40s, okay? Yeah. All the way to today because we have psychedelics readily available now more than we ever have. Paul Stamets. Terrence McKenna. Yeah, but Paul Stamets too is another good one, but I was thinking Terrence McKenna. All right. I'm not saying that all people with deep thoughts are, are using psychedelics, but I'm saying that if enough people are doing it, it shifts the entire culture of a civilization. Oh, yeah. Hands down, for sure. Right. And, and well, think, and this and this really all relates as to what they're doing and what they have been doing for quite some time. And that is like emitting some form or fashion of fear. Like it's all like power in in its in its like whole is based on fear. Yeah. Like whenever you're a little kid, you're scared of your parents. Why? Because if you do something wrong or if they catch you doing something wrong, they're going to whoop that ass. Right. And so fear as a grown up, we get fearful about like our well-being. Am I going to be able to have, uh, pay these bills? Am I going to um, I'm not going to I'm not going to run a stop sign because I don't want to have to fucking get pulled over. And then I got to pay, you know, this ticket. And we're everything. always worried so, about time. Oh, we're going to run out of time. Are we going to be on time? Do we the only creature on Earth that even knows what time it is right now? Right. Yeah, right. It's a man-made human construct. Yes, because time is, um, you know, it's it's, it's something we have to focus on. All other animals roll on instinct. They don't care. And we found a way to track it, at least where we are. But it doesn't mean that time works the same whatsoever. Even just like the dynamics of just being able to log it work differently everywhere else in the universe, because we specifically have our way of logging time based on where we are and what we do in our planet. Dude, I believe. I mean, I, I'm I don't know how I feel about time, because Bro. although I do believe that it is a construct, I also believe that it is relative because yeah. whenever you're having a great time dude holy Absolutely. shit does it fly by yeah. i remember whenever i was a little kid dude and i was playing football in the football games and it was so much fun dude and it was like a great time i'm fucking just tackling people as, as much as often as i can hitting people that was my favorite thing to do as a little kid playing football right and time would fly by dude 60 minute games felt like 10 minute games However, you get in the middle of a fucking test in college or, or doing some dumb shit that you don't really like. Oh, my God, does an hour feel like a fucking eternity? No doubt. So I think the time itself is a very relative thing. What if this? What if this is the line to determine whether you have a soul or not as a creature? Your ability to actually tell and track time and you realize your soul is like, oh, I only have so much time on this earth before I'm ejected out of here. What if time legitimately right? does slow down? Like, okay, what if everybody's timelines work differently in a sense? So it's like when you feel like time's moving slow, that's because your time is moving slow. But the person next to you's time feels like it's moving fast because their time's moving fast. And it's a matter of perspective where it's like, kind of like what you're saying, that like one plus three equals four, but so does two plus two equals four. So exactly. it's like they're working on two different perspectives of time, but they have the same endpoint. Bro, it all has happening at the exact same time right mm -hmm. that's what's crazy like it's all right now somebody else is on a whole different time scale than we are somebody is operating a whole different frequency than we are right now but it's currently happening and it's all now you know what i mean like time is simultaneous yeah that everything that has happened will happen and everything like uh, the future has already happened the past has already happened that there is only this moment yeah, and so perspective really is our reality because whenever you're looking at like if time really is just our own fucking perspective, bro, right. then like, okay, so why are we worried about tomorrow? And like, dude, yeah, plan for tomorrow and all that and all that stuff. You need to do that. You need to fucking, you know, pay your car note and yeah, all that other shit, course, pay your light course. bill. But like, 
like i don't know about you dude i worry so much about fucking a week from now a month from now but see, a year that's, from now i was about to say and we've talked about this before because you could also relate that to your life conspiracy and all that shit aside bro you you get bogged down on some stuff right and you get so worked up over it but like think about it is this gonna matter in a week no most of it shit. doesn't most the of stuff it you do doesn't, doesn't even matter tomorrow but it doesn't matter because you have blinders on and it's right in your face right that's mm -hmm. all you see and that's that's just it but as soon as you start to take a step back and really evaluate it, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller to the point to where it's not in your face anymore. Your eyes are open and it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. and, and like going back to like that, uh, that whole perception thing, dude, if you can finally see like without your blinders on, you see everything for what it really is. And you're kind of seeing it from like the perspective of uh, the moon. Okay. Right, like, Dude, whenever I go like deep into a meditation, I can do these things. I'm not going to say I can astral travel, but I can definitely jump out of my body and like walk a couple of feet. You know, I can hover a couple of feet somewhere else and I can see myself from a, from a different perspective. And whenever I'm looking down at myself from that different perspective, call it my ceiling, whatever I can see. Oh, like, why are you so worried about like, uh, you know, losing weight today or, or whatever, like whatever your worries are, right? Like you see just how small they are because they're confined to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And once you can kind of jump yourself out of that, like, um, you know, you can take your energy almost out of your body and look at your fucking meat suit down for what it is. Yeah. Then your worries, I'm not going to say they completely evaporate, but a lot of them diminish. But you see the big picture, man. And then you realize also as a subunit of that, you realize that, OK, yes, I'm the main character in my movie, but that person is the main character in their movie. And you realize, like, yo, it's not all about me. Like, I'm just a part of this. Right. I think that's why I'm so against that whole fucking like Pull, um, poor me culture. Oh I my can't god! Stand that yeah, like, over yourself. Quit dude, being a victim. Oh god, dude! If they could just see from like outside of their body, you would like that whole poor me like bullshit. Like, oh, everything happens to me, and I, I just have the worst luck, <laughs> and like, um, you know, nothing ever good ever happens to me. Okay, well, what are you doing to like set yourself up for those things? Well, because you're manifesting shittiness for yourself. Because I mean, know, whatever intention you have is what's going to happen to you. So if you see it as your life's going to suck, your fucking life's going to suck. If you see it as your life's going to be great, your life's going to be great. And be it a matter of perspective that it's like, if you're having a shitty life, but you notice the great things in it, you're going to be happier all around. Where like, if you have a good life, but you notice only the shitty things, you're going to be fixated and caught up on those shitty things. So you're just manifesting whatever you're going to get for yourself. Absolutely. And then granted, there are some people that seriously get dealt a bum hand. Right. And they like they seriously. Yeah. You 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 know, what I'm saying there are people who were born with certain things. There but are there's people, been that, people that that have made the most out of that. That's what I was going to say. What I was about to say, too. You got to play the hand you're dealt, man. Yes, yes, it might suck. And my thoughts and my prayers and my sympathies are with you and I help you any way I can. But, yo, you still got to play the fucking hand. Dude, that all hit me right in the face. This one time I was uh, I met this dude who was like he was like a uh, custodian at a uh, grocery store. Um, at Rouse's. Um, and so I met him, dude, he was the happiest fucking guy I have ever met. And every time I went to go talk to him, he was always just like happy, smiling, dude, he was fucking like, like, uh, sweeping the store and mopping and, and doing just like cleaning the toilets and shit like yeah. that. But he was so happy. I was like, so I asked him a little bit about it and he showed me pictures of his, you know, his family, his wife, his kid, wife and kids and all that shit. And I'm looking at him like, all right, this dude is old. 
He's super fat and out of shape. His wife is large and not attractive at all. Oh my God. The kids are like not exactly nothing to write home about. Oh but God. somehow this guy has taken that <laughs> life and found the beauty in it. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's not yeah. me judging them per se, but it's being able to to look at like, oh, OK, so that's what you have. And like I'm complaining over here about like what I got and what I don't have that that'll help it put it into perspective. I mean, generationally, it's like a, it's a split mix where it's like I feel like there's a big divide where there's people that are really learning how to live in the moment and how to really be happy more so now than any other point in time, because it's like I've noticed, at least with my generation, like we're not as concerned with the future as previous generations about like trying to save up, trying to have this ruin retire. Like we're just kind of caught up in the now and trying to live in the now and enjoy it. But that being said, there's also the other side that's like over like we've normalized like mental illness, shit like that. And so like they live that up as like the main focus of their life. So it's like there's this clear split between people that are really finally learning how to live in the moment and then people that are living in the moment so far that they're like depressed and don't care about what could theoretically happen in the future. So they just want to end the shit now, you know? Yeah, cynicism definitely runs rampant, bro, especially in the conspiracy community. Because when you realize, when you really open up your third eye, like on the conspiracy scale of things, and you realize how fucked we really are, or like how bad it's really gotten, you can get cynical as hell, man. Mm -hmm. It it really happens. And that's when the burnout hits, you know? And that's why you got to just keep pushing, man, and keep like promoting the message, keep hoping that there's something that's going to happen. Like we were talking about earlier in the show, man. As soon as you let yourself become fully blackpilled, it's over because it's like, there's still people listening to this podcast that proves that there's already not a reason to be fully blackpilled because exactly. I mean, people are still slowly waking up. And just because everybody isn't awake right now doesn't mean that people aren't going to be awake. And we could be one of the first starts as far as podcasting, where this could be the first push to really wake people up. Because think about how big conspiracy podcasting has gotten. As far as the podcasting game goes, I think the most known and the most like popular podcasts as far as people listening to are conspiracy, conspiracy podcasts or something close to conspiracies like paranormal, cryptid, shit like that. So it's like, it may not be now, but I feel like we're the start of the generations that's going to wake up. And it's like, we just have to keep pushing the message further on to future generations and keep in mind that it more than likely won't happen our generation. But if we don't keep pushing, then the next generation won't e- even more so keep pushing the message till we finally get to the point that we need to be. All it takes is a little curiosity to look into things. That's all it takes. True. Question everything. That's what it all comes down to. Absolutely, Absolutely, dude. No doubt. No doubt. So I guess we're running on about two hours now. We could probably go for way fucking longer. Bro, we could. (laughs) (laughs) I guess uh, we'll have to do a part two for sure, though. No doubt. Anytime, dude. Yeah, I'm fucking down. If you guys ever want to have me on your show, too, I'd be more than happy to pop on. Yeah, Yeah, we'll definitely set that up here soon, brother. No doubt. Hell yeah. So I guess uh, to leave the listeners how I usually leave them, I like to do words of wisdom from the guests to the listeners. So if you guys could bestow any words of wisdom on the listeners, what would it be for both of you guys? Go ahead. I would say uh, if you're going to die on a hill, at least let it be a hill of your own thoughts. Okay. If you're, if you're going to take a stance on something positive, negative, whatever, I, I don't care. Okay. If you're going to go down and and be that person, make sure that you fully believe in what you're talking about and do your research and form your own opinion, not just what's been told to you. Um, I'll say I'll uh, answer that question with another question. Oh, and that is, why are you here? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you right here in this very moment, listening to this very show, having this very thought? What is the whole purpose of everything? Is it just to go to work? Is it just to be able to feed your kids and eventually one day die um, to, to go wherever, you know, your spiritual beliefs may be? Or are you, you know, kind of questioning what the real deal is here? And that's really what we like to do on the show is we like to question literally everything. There's nothing. Ah, there's one thing that we won't touch, but that's for another day. Um, but we like to question literally everything. If, if I don't know something for somewhat of a fact, I'm going to look into it. And things that we were taught and pushed like like crazy by the Rockefeller school system, you know, in high school and middle school and all that other shit. I'm going to look as to look at it, uh, look at it as to why were we taught these things and why was it so important for us to think these. And so whenever you start questioning that kind of stuff, it'll really help you open up your third eyes. Like we like to say, indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because honestly, that could be the root of why everybody's so depressed nowadays is because look in the mirror and realize that we're not living the way that we're intended to live. Absolutely not. No, that not at all. When we, we put too much faith into big systems that have no care or any love for us. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so uh, for anybody that enjoyed the conversation, uh, where'd they come find you guys at? So we are on all podcast platforms anywhere. We are the cult of conspiracy. Um, you can also find us on Rockfin. That is where, uh, what I like to say, it's what YouTube used to be before they started banning and, uh, you know, um, censoring everybody. Censoring everybody. Yeah. Um, so wherever at Rockfin, it's $10 a month. You get the entire platform, not just our stuff. But you go there, 10 bucks a month, you can get um, every single one of our shows and video and all, and all of the extras that we do. Um, other than that, we are at Cult of Conspiracy Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Those are our two main platforms. We diddle around on Facebook, but... TikTok and Instagram are the two best ways if you ever want to reach out to us. If you do want to send us any kind of personal message or write us an email anytime for any reason, you can go to cult of conspiracy podcast at yahoo.com and we respond to every single message. No doubt. Fuck yeah, dude. I appreciate you guys coming on the show today. And uh, shit, did I meet you guys on Master Debaters or Talk of the Tavern? Talk of the Tavern. So I got to do a shout out to Ghost then. Shout out to my third eye. Shout out to Ghost. And that being said, Leave us all awesome reviews. We all appreciate it. We all like to get some feedback. So, you know, go hit Cult of Conspiracy. Come and hit Increase of Our Reality. Go hit My Third Eye because this show wouldn't have happened without ghosts and that little connection of us all being able to meet each other. So the only way that we'll ever know that we're doing something good is if you guys give us some good reviews. So go and do that for us all. Yeah, man. Definitely. Thank you so much for having us on your show, man. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do this again. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thanks. And to all the listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed the conversation, and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.